This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods and learn the history and the people behind the events that you love across the state? Get to know the real Mississippi. Check out MPB Think Radio's Next Stop Mississippi podcast on all platforms or on the MPB public media app. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for being with us today, and happy Mardi Gras. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And today we're talking about communication, communication, real communication, not just talking. And that is key to having a strong and caring relationship, whether it's with a spouse, a significant other, a parent, a child, a co-worker, anyone that you want to have a relationship with, communication is key. So who teaches us to communicate? Most of us have never had a real communication course uh, in effective communication. And the way we communicate is often set in our early childhood. Like many, many of our habits, many of our skills are many of the reasons we have a lack of skills is what happens in our early childhood. But with communication, if we didn't learn to do it right back then, we can learn to do it right right now. Um, You know, many times our parents' skills or those who raised us were not what they needed to be. So we learned wrong, wrong habits, wrong patterns. So today, we're going to have a 101 course on communication skills. So we can really do a good job. And today, I am delighted to have Jermaine Flood um, with me. Um, Abrams, out. Today. And that's okay because I have wanted to sit down with you for some time. Yeah. And then communication is definitely my my top subject. It's my thing. It's your thing. <laughs> well, and I mean you're in radio. Right. And everyone in radio hopefully has had pretty significant courses in in um, communication. But you know, a lot of us growing up were really taught to be quiet mm-hmm. and not even talk unless you were spoken to. Mm-hmm. That was, I guess, in the old days. I think many young parents now do a better job of having the to and fro conversations with their their children. Um, and so, you know, maybe patterns are better. I'd like to hear from our listeners as to to what you think. But, you know, if you think about the way some relationships go, whether it's parent-child or Mm -hmm. um, whether it's, you know, a significant other relationship or just a close friend, uh, think about how many patterns of communication are set up incorrectly. Like, you know, the, the MO for communication may have been in your family to yell at each other if you didn't agree with them. Were you in my household? That's, that's what I'm asking, Doc. Well, I mean, that was basically, you know, how we came up was everybody was loud. Yeah, everybody yelling. Mom, Dad, 
brother, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was loud and trying to get in. Um, maybe mom, not so much. She was more of the quiet one. But mm-hmm. everybody else was, was rather loud. And then if I had to kind of like go from then into my adulthood, I had a problem hearing myself. <laughs> and people would tell me I was loud, you know. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm just speaking with passion. <laughs> Speaking with passion, but maybe speaking at a level that you felt like you might be heard. Right. And I think that is one of the issues. Where, what do you have to do to be heard? And so part of communication is having somebody really listen to you. And I think many times in families as we grow up, especially if it's a larger family, You might feel like you were never really heard. You know, we we were laughing. My my son's girlfriend is in um, has been in for a long time the service industry, mm-hmm. and and interestingly enough, the entertainment industry too. And interestingly enough, um, you know, when you're having making sure that people are really getting what you just said, especially like in a restaurant business or something like that, to make sure that whoever you've yelled an order at, that it was heard. Yeah. The response is heard. Yeah. Have you heard Have you heard well, that? I've heard. worked in, yeah. a, in a restaurant and you do have to holler out like that and, you know, do a call and, you know, a call and answer basically with yeah. whoever it is you're talking to. Yeah. Whether it's the chef or the, the bussers or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think heard is an interesting word that uh, I think I hear more now. And it's nice because that means, okay. I just heard what you said, um, and I absorbed it. I hope. I hope when somebody I was, says well, that to me. Well, hopefully in, and I guess in the right, the right tone, because um, sometimes you can hear a heard, and it would be like, heard. Yeah. And that makes you feel like, oh, you're just killing everything I just said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard you, but yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it, it's so interesting as... As you learn more about communication skills, and I've obviously done that for a long time because of the business that I'm in, and and I, I love speech and debate mm-hmm. and, you know, how to best communicate, but... But as as you're walking through, you have to remember communication. And unfortunately, you can't see it on radio as much as you can you can see it when you're one on one or are in a video media. Communication is not just saying the words. It's the tone. It's the inflection. It's the body language. It's the eye contact. It's all of that rolled in together that we have to remember is part of communication and really, really important to keep that in mind. Um, because as you are communicating and making sure that, that that what you are saying is is being heard, think about what you need to do. All right. You need to typically if you want somebody to think you're interested, one, and if you want somebody to really listen to you, too, um, you tend to. And if you don't, you should uh, sit up in your chair, lean forward toward the person, look them in the eye. Right. 
and unfold those arms, look a little open. I think we all know those folded arms sort of across your chest is whether or not you mean to give it as a message. Typically, it is one of those visual nonverbal cues that says, okay, I'm closed on this conversation, Mm -hmm. not too happy with it. Mm -hmm. So all those things are so important as we're moving forward in communicating with people that you care about and people that you really want to hear you and you really want to hear them. Okay? So, you know... If you were taught to be quiet and never let your true feelings be known, or if the MO was to yell um, if you didn't agree or to stomp out, um, then we are here today to talk about what you need to do differently. So, question, listeners, do you struggle in maintaining relationships? If you do, it could be because there are some issues around communication that are going on, right? And I see you nodding, Jermaine, because it it really can affect the way someone feels cared about or someone feels attached to you. And, And if you are one of those individuals who is a good listener, people tend to Um, migrate towards you, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Aren't mm -hmm. those probably the people you like being around the most? Yeah, I like like good listeners who have response. Because you can have somebody who will listen but won't respond, Mm -hmm. and then you don't have communication. It's still one-sided. Yeah. And sometimes the response can be... uh, Gosh, I feel your pain. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to be a response oh, that you don't have to is... fix me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not fixing. Mm-hmm. It's not solving. Many times we really don't want somebody to say, well, what you should have done mm-hmm. or this is what you should do. It's like to just hear how bad that felt and to say, oh, that must have hurt or... Oh, that was wonderful, or whatever. But but I agree with you a hundred percent. You need somebody who is able to to sit there, not just listen, because then if you never get a response, yeah, I was going to call that. That would be what you would call it: active listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Active listening is where you're nodding, you're leaning forward, you now and then perhaps. Give a response, mm-hmm. and then you you determine whether or not maybe that person is looking for a solution or just looking for mm-hmm. something that is just being there and being a good friend who is there for you. Okay, so you just said what I wanted to cover next, and it's how we listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. Sometimes, as I've already mentioned, that that nonverbal communication is 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 all that is needed. A nod, um, uh, reaching out and and touching one. Um, so, let's go on to our first break. I see we had a caller, but it looks like we lost him. And so, call back if you'd like to call in. We're talking about communication. And listeners, I'd like for you to give us a call 
um, and talk to us about what problems perhaps you've had in your relationships as far as communication. Um, perhaps you've come up with a good way to solve some of the problems that you've had, or maybe you need us to help you with a solution. I'm here for you. Send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we are doing 101 on good communication skills. Happy Mardi Gras. Thanks for listening. And we talked a little bit about what good communication skills can be leaning forward, good listening, all of that. Let me just tell you a couple of things that are are bad communication skills, especially if you are trying to maintain a really good relationship with someone. So if they're talking and trying to get through a story or tell you about something, to interrupt them right in the middle and decide that you need to tell your own story, that's so frustrating, right, Jermaine? Yes, and especially when it's a story that was not the story that we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A new story that, well, wait, or the one-upsmanship where you are trying to talk about something and, and they have a bigger, better story than yours. Like, I mean. I'm sick, and then they're like, you know what? I had my whole leg removed last week, and I'm like... <laughs> Right. But we were right. talking about right. me being sick. Right. Or, oh, yeah, I had the worst case of the flu. And, yeah. So that interruption. Um, the other thing is is to feel like you have to tiptoe around each other so you won't be honest. Um, that's That seems to be a problem. Or you... You already, before the person finishes what they're trying to tell you about, you you jump into the story and guess the response or guess the ending or whatever. Or you say, oh, well, that's not such a big deal when a person is already upset. So minimizing what the individual is talking about instead of um, – empathizing or if you can't empathize at least sympathize mm-hmm. let them know mm-hmm. that you you feel for them mm-hmm. right and sometimes you you might not be intentionally minimizing right you could be using that as oh that's not so bad as a you know hopefully you can get over it, it it's not as bad as other things that i've heard you know but that's not what you expressed right all you said was oh that's not so bad but you didn't express the rest so you can be coming with good intention but it does feel like a minimalization of that person's um, feelings or thoughts right and you know now let's also talk about some of the the things especially when you're talking about a tough topic Something that perhaps in the wrong kind of communication you would start arguing about. Um, so if you raise your voice, if you raise it to, you know, we were talking about communication in large families sometimes or in large groups. People tend to raise their voice. But sometimes when it's just a one-on-one communication and um you tend to speak louder when you want somebody to really hear your point. Um, that's not a good skill. And in fact, and I use this as a parent sometimes when my children were young, um, instead of raising my voice, I would lower it to really make a point. 
I'd start speaking more softly. So then they'd have to listen. Yeah, bring it down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because what happens if you're talking loudly, the person across from you is going to talk louder, right? Right. To try to... um, to get you, uh, get you to listen. So raising your voice is a bad one. Obviously, you never want to label, call people names, make threats, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't stop talking, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you just shut down communication, right? Right, and I've I've heard that on on very many occasions mm-hmm. um, because I'm the one who'll keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. I'll talk you right to the door <laughs> as you're trying to leave me. <laughs> so, Especially if I'm passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? if you're passionate about it. And I think passion in in a conversation is great. Um, and But I do think that we all, and, and I have trouble with this too, and on radio we don't do it. But, but typically those what I call pregnant pauses mm. sometimes are the best mode of communication to just take a breath, be quiet for a few seconds, and let, let what somebody just said be absorbed. Um, or if someone has said something that sounded hurtful to you and you, you're a little stunned by it, to say... Would you repeat that? Mm -hmm. Because many times if someone is asked to repeat something that they knew was hurtful, they won't say it back the same way again. Mm -hmm. Um, And they'll readjust the words a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that can be good. Um, And so as you're, you're moving through learning to better communicate, there, there are some simple things that we'll talk about as we move through the show. But listeners, I'd love to hear from you. I know Lorraine's called back a couple of times. I don't know if you keep disconnecting. But Lorraine, I'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. Um, or anyone else. You know, I always say, you listeners, you who call in, um, so much add to the story as we're going through. And I want to hear what you need me to talk about as we are talking about these communication skills because the ability to to really be able to consistently communicate well in a relationship can can really help you face some challenges in your relationship mm-hmm. so because i dare say if there's anybody out there who's never had a disagreement about anything then I would be absolutely shocked. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's a real relationship. If if you you never have a differing opinion from the the person who is your significant other, what do you think about mm. that? I, that's called soulmates. I think I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like my husband is a soulmate, but he he'll call in if I say we never disagree because we do. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that um, you know it's it's good to kind of be your own person, and and I, I hope parents out there, um, whether you're an adult parent of uh, an older adult parent of adult children, I hope you don't 
become insulted if your children sometimes disagree with you or have a differing opinion. Mm-hmm. It means you raised someone to have confidence and have the ability to um, to have their own opinion. It's just not good to expect mm-hmm. those that you care about and those that you love and those that you want to have a relationship with. It is truly not okay to um, always expect them to agree with you. Right. 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 But it's important to expect them to have a conversation with you that that is a back and forth serve and return, as we've called it, you know, like playing tennis um, to 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 be able to have a real conversation, because it's not a real conversation if you can't do that. Okay, we have Lorraine back. We're going to jump to her before we lose her again in Starkville. Thank you for being persistent, Lorraine. You have a question about going to Facebook. Talk to us about that. Okay. Do I need to cut my radio down? Yes, ma'am, you do. That would help. Okay. Hold up. Okay. She's getting it together. She is getting it together. (laughs) That's good. So we can really hear and and listen. Okay, so Lorraine, are you here with us? Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, my question is, my daughter, uh, my grown daughter with a master's degree is very successful, and her daddy um, had a, a horrendous uh, pancreas attack, and it shut down everything, and he was as hip as liver, and his, mm-hmm. um, he was in the hospital a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, that basically changed our whole dynamics in our family, mm-hmm. and so I had to become the person that was in charge of everything. It's still going on. Mm-hmm. And That's tough. Basically, yeah, her daddy and I, and, and me too, have, um, for the past four years, been having a lot of medical problems. I had a hip removed. He's had things. I've got to have another hip removed. I've got to mm. have a heart valve. Anyway, she has a lot of friends. I've never been invited to her brand-new house that's been built. She's married to an attorney, and she gets on Facebook and says everything, like, basically airs every dirty laundry that we have. Mm. Because things, you know, I tried to keep her daddy alive, and and they were grown. They were, uh, I think, twelve. One of them was twelve, and one of them was thirteen. She was thirteen. Now she was always, you know, very very smart, cheerleader, beauty pageant, everything. Has a lots of friends, and she, like I said, she gets on Facebook and tells everything. I mean, it just like has killed me and her daddy because. Mm. You know, he ha- he has a lot of friends. I worked in the psychiatric and alcohol and drug. People know how she was raised. I mean, I was always telling her, you can dance with the president one day if you want to, which basically uh, she's gone to Washington with her husband um, to do some kind of judge thing. So, right. you know, I mean, it was possible. But it has hurt. It has just killed us. And, you know, we've had people call us and say, you know, she said she was whipped with a belt. Never, 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 never. Hmm. You know, I mean, she just wasn't that kind of child. You could talk to her. And, um, you know, that would 
settle everything. And um, I, I just don't know what we're supposed to do from this. I mean, yeah. because they haven't even seen us, will not even talk to us. And, um, you know, I, I am on a walker, I, I, you know, because that hip has got to be fixed, but the heart valve's got to be fixed first. Wow. So I don't know what, yeah. I mean, you know, she's so successful. I mean, I, I don't understand. Well, Why Lorraine, yeah, okay. A um, couple of things. First of all, your question about going to Facebook to discuss yes, personal yes. information. My yes, answer yes. would be uh, resounding that is an inappropriate way always to communicate yes. your your personal problems mm-hmm. and issues. Mm-hmm. I think it yes. is... Um, First of all, most people don't want to hear all that. And um, secondly, from a social media standpoint, um, I wonder if your daughter has realized that whatever she's putting out there is out there in perpetuity, um, that that, um, you can't take those printed words back. And that is something that that I have worked very hard to remind my children, my grandchildren, and others that you don't ever put anything like that on Facebook. Um, It's a terrible way, by the way, to um, communicate your heart. And you know what? If your daughter feels like she was uh, badly parented or whatever... Uh, the um, appropriate and the big girl way to communicate back to you would be to have a real conversation with you face to face. So it's kind of yeah. a cowardly way to do that. Yeah. The other thing yeah. you've talked about, and I'm just going to say this, um, and perhaps it, I'm not trying to give you any kind of ammunition. You keep saying she's very successful. I hope she's successful in her own right. And her success is not judged by the fact that she married a lawyer. Because that is not her success. That is her husband's success. And so... um, And and the other thing is, I think it is, is sad when people come from perhaps more moderate means and end up marrying into perhaps money mm-hmm. and they think that all of the sudden they're they're a better or different person mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. sad um, in their mm-hmm. own right and so yeah. I guess um, Lorraine I hope it sounds like she was given a lot because she, she was allowed to be a cheerleader and allowed to oh, yeah. to participate as a beauty queen or whatever. And so um, occasionally, and I'm just going to talk to you as one parent, um, but a, a behavioral specialist, occasionally um, we don't do as good of a job as we should do teaching our children how important it is to give back and to be caring and to nurture back. And so um, I'm not saying you made a mistake. Perhaps you did all that. But the very fact that she has known that she has two parents who are sick or in need, no matter what, um, she ought to be turning to you. So um, to answer, yeah. Seriously worried about her. I don't understand because, in one sense, she had, you know, we have basically 
tried to do the very best that we could do. And and um, she was always a child that had to be kind of close to mama. And so I'm worried. I mean, you know, you have that parent feeling that something is wrong, you know, mm-hmm. but I can't communicate with me uh, or her dad. Her dad saw her. She was doing her job and saw her after these four years, was so excited to see her and, you know, hollered at her. And she stormed out to the car and said, you can't harass me on my job. Hmm. You know, you know, she has there isn't like a standard job that she does. She's on her own time and everything. So, you know, it crushed him. You know, he was so excited to see her. Well, you know, so Lorraine, um, let me make a suggestion to you. And um, and I don't know if this will change anything about your daughter, but it might be good for you and your husband to both sit down and write an old-fashioned letter um, to, to talk about you know, start off with something positive that you love her and you care about her. And then to to talk to her about the fact that she that that you would love to have a relationship. I wouldn't even talk about all the negative things she's done as much as you're puzzled as to why she doesn't want to continue to have a relationship with y'all. Yeah. And and yeah. to put it like that. That's what I do. The Facebook book, I mean, I didn't read it. My sister read it to me because I just can't stand to hear it. But anyway, uh, I, 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 I'm, she does see a therapist and been seeing a therapist for 10 years. I worked with therapists. I don't understand the therapy that she's getting. Yeah. Because you, I don't think you do that. I don't, I mean, I don't, don't want to, I don't even know who it is, but. I just know the ones that I worked with for 11 years were not, they, they would have never condoned this. No, you no, know? no, no therapist who is well-trained and does the right thing would condone that. I will say that occasionally there are some therapies out there that are that are not good. And and mm-hmm. occasionally memories get created that are not real yeah. by going backwards and hashing things. So, and I have seen that happen um, mm-hmm. actually in, in, um, in families where uh, children grow up in the same family, and they have like completely different memories of what really happened. Oh yeah, yeah. So Lorraine, uh-huh. I, I know that we can't solve all this um, in this one phone call, but I really would encourage you to not be in Facebook at all um, no. if 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 you are still especially or at least to to unfriend your daughter to make sure that you don't see any of those posts. And then the other thing is to journal this at least. Um, and I think a letter to her would be good. So, okay. all right. I would encourage you to do that. And um, good luck with this and good luck with oh. your health issues. Uh-huh. And I love your shows, all of them. I sit and listen to the whole thing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Okay, thank you. Okay, good luck. Good health. 
Okay. Thanks for staying with us and Relatively Speaking. And if you've just joined us, today we're doing 101 on good communication skills, how that can enhance any relationship, whether it's with a parent, your children, whether it's with a coworker, or a sibling even, not just a significant other. So... Um, love to hear from you about your thoughts and Jermaine, you're you're nodding. You feel like these relationship issues sometimes can can be hard. Oh right? yeah, let me tell you, I am not the one who has not been through every single bit of communication issue and relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean from from level 100 to level one. <laughs> yeah. And I think many of us have. And you know, if you've been in a failed relationship and I'm in my second marriage and um, Mm -hmm. you know I think I've talked about my blended family before and it's it's a wonderful blended family and I will say one of the biggest issues in my first marriage was just um, terrible communication Mm -hmm. skills yeah Um, you know I was young and he was young and um, and there were many times when uh, a disagreement happened and I remember one time he telling me that his parents never argued Mm. and why was I disagreeing with him and um Mm. and I thought oh my goodness um (laughs) is that real now I had parents who were very much in love Mm -hmm. and they didn't argue a lot but they did yeah 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 and um and you know I remember knowing that they made up Mm -hmm. they could disagree Mm mm-hmm and agree to disagree and still love each other. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I think we all have to remember in any kind of relationship, that it's okay to agree to disagree. You don't always have to succumb mm-hmm. to have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. You could have a combo, like let's just say a relationship combo, kind of um, off the back of what you were talking about, where you have somebody who had a family who was loud and and boisterous and kind of fought in an outwardly manner. And then you got with somebody who didn't have that family unit, right? Right. They didn't have the full family unit. So they weren't able to see a dance between two people trying to make a relationship work. And they have no clue. Right. So now you've got kind of two broken, somewhat individuals who have gotten together. And now they're trying to make communication work. Right. And it's it's really stemming from how they were raised. Right. Exactly. The the problem stems from The problem. Yeah. Sadly, many, like I said, our model for life is often in our early childhood. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have a good model or correct model or a well-intended model that wasn't right, then, you know, we're going to have problems unless we relearn. And here's another thing. I think when communicating with somebody, if you can, I mean, it's hard because you're trying to be on the forefront of the communication, but you kind of have to sit back for a minute, like you were saying, actively listen, but also recognize where your faults could be if you responded in this way or where your issues come from, stem from. Kind of a self-realization before you open up your mouth and speak. That way you're like, okay, listen, I didn't get to see a man and a woman come together and have a a healthy relationship. Right. Um, Let me say that before I say this next thing. Right. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's good to preempt yeah. yourself right. a bit. Right, right. Well, let's go back to the phones. We have David in Mobile, Alabama. I think we're waiting on him to come through the phone line. Okay, are we not quite ready yet? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, oh there he is. Now he is. There okay, he is. David. Hi, David. You have some some comments about our previous caller. Why don't you tell us what you're thinking? Well, uh, she said her husband was an attorney. Yes. Have has she given any thought to speaking with the husband to see if he would be willing to intervene? Uh, between the two of them and maybe help that way? You know, that's a good question. If they have a relationship with with him um, and, you know, that that might work. She might be even more angry by the fact that they reached out to him over her. Uh, again, well, depending, what do you think about that, David? I don't know. Well, uh are you familiar with uh, the term intrinsic and extrinsic? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look at, uh, you know, the two types of personalities connected with each of those terms. Mm. Uh, this lady sounds, the daughter sounds definitely, you know, to be intr- extrinsic. Would you disagree with that? Well, I don't know. Um, uh, extrinsic is from from the outside, and intrinsic is from within. And so, um, I'm not completely sure uh, that I would use the term that way. She she clearly is, you know, feeling like she should put all her her feelings out to the entire public, which is what she's done by putting it on Facebook, because that certainly can move things, you know, out to, you know, the world, um, if you will. And so um, I think more introverted versus extroverted is probably, yeah, she's very extroverted, but it's more than that, because I know a lot of wonderfully extroverted people who are outgoing and accepting to others but and like being around people but would not do that so i don't know well now you're you're using extroverted uh uh you know not to take the time to get into a lengthy discussion on you know the two but uh you know uh you know just uh look into the personalities uh uh you know that are typically tied to the two terms. Mm-hmm. And you know, the mother sounds very intrinsic, whereas the daughter uh, sounds, you know, to be extrinsic. And that can be a problem in and of itself as far as uh, communication. Yeah. Uh, you're bringing something up that um, that I haven't really talked much about over the years. I think we've done one show on mismatched parents, that you can have a child born to you out of your own genes, 
and and they be very different than who you are. And so the communication skill set and and um, and the way you relate to others is very different than who you are. And so sometimes it's difficult to understand that individual. And and so you you may be very right, David, in that they're they're sort of mismatched and and they haven't, for whatever reason, over the years developed the kind of communication skills that would allow them to understand each other. I don't know. Um, I, I did find it curious that um, that she, the child, her daughter, has posted that she was whipped with a belt and issues such as that, and the mother doesn't remember that at all. So not sure what's going on there, but it just sounds like there are some, some memories there that that perhaps were not real or perhaps uh, came from another place I'm, I'm not sure but but you're probably I, I don't know perhaps calling her husband would be helpful it might not that's why I suggested writing writing the letter they could write a letter to him uh, that might go over or to both of them as a couple I don't know Um I'm probably not coming up with the perfect solution here. <laughs> no, uh, uh, there's some new uh, articles on, uh, you know, the subject. Uh, uh, you know, uh, just make a note and, uh, you know, give thoughts to looking more in depth at the two terms as to, you know, in, uh, intrinsic people, if they get into a relationship with an extrinsic person who is um, you know, geared to success, accumulation of money, material things. Uh, that is becomes a central point in their life mm. versus uh, having a caring uh, relationship. Right. Uh, that would be typical of an intrinsic person. So someone who is satisfied from within and with with within their emotions and all, rather than feeling like they need material possessions to to be successful. So, okay, I'll look into that, David. Thank you. Um, we've got time for other callers, and David, thank you so much for your insight. Maybe in the next few minutes, we ought to talk about why it's so important to have good communication skills. But before we go to that, um, Jermaine, did you have any thoughts about what David was oh, saying? Oh, it was just, it? I mean, not even just David, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, one kind of, uh, you can you can muddy up communication with passive, aggressive uh, social media posts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know that happens often, Yes, way you too can, often. You yeah. can muddy that up. Um, I like what y'all were saying about having, I guess, missed mismatched right um parents i guess yeah um i have another flip side to that having matched parents and you have two strong-willed individuals who are just like each other i.e me and my father um and it can get to the point of of extreme like almost physical activity after uh, trying to communicate with each other because you're so much alike you know yeah um that just on that too so yeah i was just thinking about those 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, good good communication though to to make sure that you have good communication will allow you to have less rumination. Okay, less thinking about things and stewing over things over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a Kevin who called earlier and uh, got dropped off. We're going to go ahead and jump to him, and he's in Mobile also. You have a question about about your sister, Kevin? I do. Yeah. Uh, my sister lives away from here, and so we talk probably a couple of hours a night, maybe twice a week. But she doesn't really like to let anybody else speak. Oh. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've brought this up several times, you know, that, you know, hey, you're not really letting me speak on anything, you know, and she doesn't see it as a problem, doesn't see it as a problem. So how do I modify somebody else's behavior? So you're close to her, I can tell, because you oh, talk yeah. to her yeah. frequently. You know, again, the the best thing you can do is if, when she interrupts you, to say, wait, stop, I need you to listen to me, and say it firmly, and and tell her that you really want to continue to talk to her, but you need to know that she's hearing you and hearing what you say. Hear me. Okay. I, I, I really think being very direct and it, I, I know it can be hard, but if she does it again, interrupt her again and say, you did it again, sis. I need you to listen to me. I need to know that you you are hearing me. I love hearing from you, but I need you to hear from me. Be okay. direct. <laughs> what do you think? Can you do it? Well, I've I've been really, really direct and kind of mean about it. And she just says, that's just the way people talk. When you have something to add, you just jump in and add it, and you don't worry about interrupting. I'm like, well, nobody else I've talked to does that, but yeah. maybe. <laughs> but I'll give it a try. Give it a try. Tell her again. Tell her to listen to this show. <laughs> she can listen to the podcast about good communication. Okay? I'm going to do it. Tell her to do that. <laughs> All right, thanks. We have one caller, and and Ron in Tupelo, I think we have time for you, so go ahead. Well, very quickly, you alluded a little bit to nature versus nurture. Right. And I know, know, Doctor, there have been a lot of studies, or there have been studies done with identical twins who were separated. And this may be a topic for another show, but I would like your opinions and your views on nature and nurture and if you could um, kind of bring us up to date on where these studies are with twins that were separated shortly after birth. Now, I'll let you go. That's that just an idea I had. Right. Oh, Ron, that's such a favorite topic of mine. And in fact, we may do that next week because I was trying to plan what I wanted to do. And I think nurture versus Nature is really important. And as I've said often, um, the environment counts as much or more than what we were born with, what what type of personality we were born with, and what type of genetics we were born with. And there are some really excellent studies on, on identical twins who 
were separated. And so I would love to bring those up at the next. And that's why I talk so much about how important modeling is and how important our environment is. You can be born with the best genes in the world, but if you are born in an oppressive environment and not allowed to bloom to be who you are, then you won't be able to accomplish what you should. And so, Ron, listen next week. Let's do this show. I like it. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks to our callers and our listeners for this. And we'll continue to talk about the importance of communication. Well, Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and funding is provided in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and support from listeners just like you. If you'd like to hear this show again or any past episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. The show is a production of MPB Think Radio, engineered by Trey Campbell today, our intern, and my producer today was Jermaine Flood, call screener Charles Arnold. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you join me next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.